that's creepy, man. The piece of music we're listening to is called Dungeon of Fear. It's a uh, low, dark, brooding, and scary soundtrack, also used to create tension and suspense. You're listening to How I Make Music, a weekly show for music and audio producers to go behind the scenes of soundtrack music composition. Each week, I break down one of my own soundtracks and share the insights and decisions behind how it was made. My name is John Bartman. I'm a hack musician, that's right. Totally self-trained musician and producer from South Africa, and this is how I make music. I'm going to try something new this episode. A three-minute preview of the rest of the episode. So bear with me if it seems like it's going a bit fast. Don't worry, we'll spend the rest of the episode unpacking it more. But for now, let's start with the drone bass sound. Here we go. That's right, just one note throughout the whole soundtrack. That means that the plot has stagnated. There is no narrative movement. We are in suspense. Next up, we've got these soft keys. Almost sounds a little bit like careful footsteps, one after the other. Then, using the feedback from the delay on those soft keys, creating this tense building layer slowly over time. Pure feedback, pure ambience. Then comes our reveal moment where our character opens a cupboard and a dusty skeleton falls out. A combination of sounds starting with the piano. Shock and horror. And here is that pitch drop sound. Mm, that's right, like the ground has just fallen away below your feet. Now we have the same effect, the pitch drop, in a different pad, so it's a layer. Along with a cymbal scrape, which is a classic horror sound. And next up is our LFO, our little pulsing synth, which just keeps our heart racing. And then just to uh, keep that top end of the frequency spectrum active, a glass sound. Thanks, I hate that. Right, that's the end of our little preview and a taste of what to expect this episode. So let's get into it and unpack each of those sounds and their rationales one by one, piece by piece. Here we go. This type of um, composition is obviously quite um, common in TV music and uh, I thought I'd give it a bash with some more contemporary sounds than I was used to. So uh, we'll get into the, the libraries I used and the synthesizers I used. Let's start with the real meat of the track, which is the droning bass. Let's give that a listen on its own. 
not the most exciting part, but you'll find that a lot of soundtrack music does its job really well by being unexciting, by being unintrusive, or is it obtrusive? Either way, it doesn't get in the way of the audio, whatever the dialogue, whatever the action is happening. You want to keep this kind of background bed going a lot of the time. So resist the urge to complexify things, to start adding chord progressions. Sometimes all you need is a bass drone going for two or three minutes, believe me. Why is this the case? I like to think it's because in moments of suspense or tension, we are literally waiting. We're waiting for something to happen. We don't know, there's no progression. And it sort of mirrors this, the bass line and the lack of harmonic progression sort of mirrors the fact that there's no progression happening in the plot. So you could think of a drone in music as plot stasis. Nothing is happening. We are temporarily suspended. For the producers, that is a bass patch called Transistor Powered Bass from the Absinthe 5 library, or from Native Instruments. Next up, let's take a look at the keys. I've called them soft keys. Here they are on their own. There's a sound in there that I really actually don't like. It's a telltale of the Absinthe 5 synth. It sounds like seagulls. Give it a listen again. Listen for the seagulls. If you hear that, you know whoever wrote it is using Absinthe 5. For some reason, they put it on almost everything. <laughs> well, there are a lot of patches with that uh, panned LFO. Um, I included it just because it adds a little bit of texture to an otherwise very uh, simple muted part. Often I find like it's more work to uh, remove some of the sounds that come bundled in with a patch and it sounds better with them. So you save time by just uh, using the default patch as it is. Dub reggae music tends to treat effect sins as their own instruments. And I took that approach with this soft keyboard sound I just played. So what I'll play for you now is just the delay effect that I had on those keys. It starts off really softly and then begins to build and feed back. Here I'll start playing it in the background while I explain more. Right, so you can hear the tail end of the soft keys. That's just the wet signal from the delay. And now here comes the actual feedback. There are the keys one more time. And now we really start to feed back and it takes on a life of its own. I'll let it run for the next 30 seconds and just hear how it grows. Pure ambience. 
And at that point, the keys come back in and the cycle sort of resets. There's a whole different approach towards quote-unquote music composition, in my opinion, because we're not treating things in terms of melody, harmony, and rhythm. There's this other layer, which is texture. Texture basically underpins all of the kind of classical elements of the soundtrack, which might be like progressing from a D chord to an A7 or whatever. There's this whole new layer which is enabled by technology. Um, and I really find it's like super valuable to know how to take this approach when writing music. Using effects like reverb and the delay um, wet-dry amount and also the delay feedback amount, you can create these uh, really ambient soundscapes which just kind of border on um, tense, on like too much, maybe too piercing and then you can dial it back. So really, like, close your eyes and just go into it. You know, grab that feedback knob and just play the actual music as if your electronic controller device is an instrument on its own. There's a very deliberate moment in the soundtrack called a reveal. A reveal is where a character opens a closet and a dusty skeleton falls out, or we suddenly see a cat that's been, you know, nailed to a spike or something. I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a big moment and it's often a bit scary. So let's give it a listen. Um, I've used a combination of sounds which I'll break down afterwards. Here's the reveal moment in this track. How very terrifying. Right, let's break it down. You heard the piano, which is just one of these, up an octave. We're in the key of C sharp minor. It's a bit of a weird key. Maybe pick a weird key if you want to create a, an unnatural tense moment. The next interesting part, which is really spooky, is a pitch drop. It's the synth, which kind of uh, just kind of drops in pitch. Wait, let me play it for you. You can hear what I mean. You notice how it kind of uh, drops off in pitch. It's almost like a, a car that's driving away. Like, that's the Doppler effect. Um, and for some reason, it works quite well in horror and tension. The, uh, it's almost like the ground is falling out from under you. These pitch drops are achieved by simply, you know, uh, automating the pitch value of your synth down over time. Uh, let's hear it one more time in context, and then I'll move on to the next instrument. To double down on that effect and to reinforce its effect, I uh, did the same thing with another background synth. So he has a second layer which does the same thing, it drops in pitch over time. Here we go. Cool man, I love that sound. For the tech people, that is a uh, Heaviosity, native instruments library called Heaviosity, and it's a patch called Gnarly Piano Gods. I'll put that in the show notes too. Great, let's move on to this scattering LFO. I'll play it for you first.
like the rhythmic pulse, your best friend when you're creating tension or suspense. But listen to carefully to how they're actually not perfectly in sync, the left and the right ear. They cycle round in and out of sync. Sometimes when I'm like driving and my indicator is flicking, I look at the car in front of me and I see the indicator of that car is flicking a little bit more, you know, faster or slower. And it kind of takes a cycle for them to sync up and then very quickly they start to go out of sync. Uh, you are, of course, able to just let these software tools go and let them run in sync. And that's what computers do well. But it does take away from the humanity a little bit when things are perfect. So I like to uh, make things a bit more organic. In this case, I just tweaked one of the settings for one of the rate settings, which wasn't synced up. And eventually, uh, and the effect is that it kind of feels like it's going out and then coming back in sync gives a bit of humanity to an otherwise static part. I'm often inspired by the Halloween theme by John Carpenter, which uses a similar sounding patch. Let's listen to John Carpenter's 2018 version of the Halloween theme. I'll tell you the part I'm talking about. Give it a listen. Okay, so notice how the tick 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 is perfectly in sync. That is exactly the type of thing I was trying to avoid. Now listen to the 1978 version of this theme, which was remade recently. Here's the original Halloween theme. It's a bit of a crappy rip. Sorry about that. Here we go. Okay, so the tick 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 part is still actually in sync, but it's just a little bit out of phase. It's not locked in perfectly. Am I being, am I nitpicking? Am I being a total nerd? Maybe, but to me it seems better when it's not lined up perfectly. It seems less like someone has just opened up a patch and held down a key and beat synced it to the nearest 16th note with like a 5% margin for quantization, meaning that it's like an approximation of humanity. And what my soundtracks, what I try to keep them all about is as real as possible, as human as possible. So, long story short, avoid syncing things 100%. Avoid quantizing things 100% uh, 100% of the time. <laughs> so don't always quantize things perfectly. Let things drift, let things sync, let things be organic. Be surprised by uh, the capability of these software tools. Remember, they're just tools. Don't get lost in the software. Make sure you uh, keep the composition at the heart of it. Right on. Uh, there's another layer I'd like to play for you. It's a high piercing sound, which I've called glass. And it's really like, it's 10k plus, like it's way up at the top end of the frequency spectrum. This is what it sounds like. Not the nicest sound, we'll cut it a little bit short. The point of this layer is to create um, this tension. Um, it's almost like a very high violin sound. The effect that a string ensemble has at the top end of these horror film scores. Uh, I didn't want to use full string ensemble, but it's important to occupy um, every 
a frequency band, whether it's the lows, the low mids and mids or the highs, if you've got nothing going on in the highs, it's going to sound a bit muddy. So sometimes I just add these layers right up at the top, not supposed to contribute too much to the composition, but it's more a production trick just to keep the, uh, to keep that, that, that level of air, that very high frequency, um, it has the effect of keeping a, a listener more engaged, whereas rolling off the tops tends to put us a bit to sleep. It makes us feel a little bit like uh, subdued. So that was just to keep that tension and that energy high. Not too sure why these things work. If maybe it's got to do with the same effect as um, dragging a knife or a fork across a glass plate. It, 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 uh, it makes you feel, you know, that horrible, uncomfortable feeling. All I know is that they do work, so uh, follow that. So that's it for now. Thanks very much again for listening to How I Make Music. We're going to listen to the full track. So you can hear everything in combination. But before we do that, thanks for listening to How I Make Music. This is a weekly show in which I break down one of my original soundtracks and share the insights behind how it was made so you can make better music or understand how other people make music. There's a new episode every Wednesday. Like, share, follow, subscribe. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. Search for How I Make Music. Self-trained hack musicians like me particularly will enjoy learning all of my secrets. If you need fresh music or music for your own podcast or video productions, you can just get in touch with me and find out if I've got something for you, a podcast theme or a video soundtrack, or head over to my website and download it directly. The website is johnbartman.com, J-O-H-N-B-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com. Go to the music page and search the music by keyword, genre, title, mood, or instrument, original, royalty-free music, soundtracks, and podcast themes. Thanks again for listening, and uh, now here is Dungeon of Fear, a spooky and tense and kind of suspenseful uh, soundtrack for horror moments in its entirety. I'll catch you next week. <laughs>